Hi, we want to thank you for tuning in with us here at Biblical Foundation. We really appreciate you taking out this time to spend it with us. We hope you leave with more knowledge, encouragement, and inspiration. And make sure you subscribe to the Roger Price Podcast to receive new messages and stay connected. Your support is greatly appreciated as it enhances and sustains our ministry. We hope you enjoyed the message. And so I thought about those, but there is another phrase that I've heard over the years as well. And I really, it came to my mind, and I know we're not supposed to say everything that comes to our mind. But I think in this case, I think that my subject today perhaps is fitting. And just to get started, I want to use for a subject on today, the church caught with its pants down. The church caught with her pants down. To be honest with you, I, I thought, as I said a few times when considering speaking on and using uh, such a topic, I could have said the church sleeping in dangerous times. However, the church caught with its pants down. Uh, that is the thought that I decided to go with because I cannot think of a topic or a phrase that I think is more fitting. First, let me define what I mean when I, I use this phrase, caught with a pants down. To be caught with your pants down means to be caught unawares in a situation to which you are completely unable to respond or to react. This, is, this expression, whether you're passed down, means to be caught unawares, as I said, in a situation where you're completely unable to respond, and also has the same connotation as a deer in the headlights, except that the situation of the person caught with their pants down is highly embarrassing or potentially damaging. It can also simply mean that you or we were caught unprepared for a situation or an event. And I think that that's really what we're saying here. I think that the church was not necessarily prepared for what has happened in our world. So why do I feel the need to issue such an indictment on the church? All I need to do is give you one reason why the church got caught with this pants down. Number one, the church has failed to faithfully, faithfully, faithfully adhere and heed to our standing orders. The church has failed to adhere to and take heed to our standing orders, orders from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. First, what are standing orders? Standing orders are orders or rulings governing the procedures of a society, a council, or other deliberative body such as a military order or ruling that is retained irrespective of changing conditions. 
Marine Corps had their, has their own general orders that we call general orders. They have about 12 of those. Now, the church has two primary standing orders. The church has two primary standing orders. Number one, the church's standing order is to be watchful. The church's standing order is to be, what did I say? The church's standing order is to be what? Wow. Is to be watchful. That is a standing order. The word watch occurs in the King James Version of the Bible 61 times according to Strong, 30 times in the New Testament, and 22 times uh, it, occur, it, occur, it occurs in the Gospels. Yet the word watch needs to be broken down further because the word as recorded in the King James Version doesn't mean the same in every place where it is recorded. Use my phone so I can keep up with my time. Uh, so, for example, the first place the word watch is mentioned in the New Testament is in Matthew 14, 25. And in the fourth watch, the Bible says, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. In that verse, the word watch originally referred to a sentinel. Uh, it is the watch of the guards or the sentinels. Uh, it refers to a period of time during which part of the guard was on duty. The word was later adopted as a custom of dividing the night into four watches, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and 3 o'clock. Uh, so this reference uh, to watch referred to the time of the night and of the day and is therefore a noun. And is therefore a noun. Escape all that is about to happen that you may be able to withstand or stand before the Son of Man. Personally, I think that the church failed to heed to that standing order and that warning from Jesus to watch. Why do I think that? And why do I say that? Because it appears that we were all caught by surprise. While people were expecting to have clear visions and, and expecting to have 2020 visions in terms of the things of this life because this is 2020. Now that'd be true in some instances, but still we have neglected, we failed to be watchful as Christ commanded us to be watchful. Especially in light of the fact that how is it that the world can be dealing with such a crisis, such a worldwide crisis, and the church not be aware that it was coming. There's only one way as believers that this could happen to us, and that is we were asleep. Because the Bible tells us in Amos 3 and 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing. The Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. In other words, God doesn't do anything in the earth. The New International Version says, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophet. New Living Translation says, indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophet. This coronavirus, this COVID-19 is nothing but an attack of the enemy himself. And he caught us, he caught us by surprise. He caught us by surprise. It is expected that the world would also be caught by surprise. It's expected. It is expected that the world will be caught, not the church, but that the world would be caught by surprise. 
Paul tells the church at Thessalonica, and by extension, the contemporary church, Christian church, he says, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. New International Version says, so then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. I'm sorry to say it again, the church will sleep. I'm not saying nobody saw anything coming, but as a whole, the church was asleep. Yet the standing order was, and yet is, that we as a people should be watchful. Some people are fainting and afraid because of what has happened to us. But let me just warn you today that perhaps this is just the beginning of the sorrows. Amen. Jesus said that there will be wars and rumors of wars. Nations would rise against nations and there would be pestilences. You know what a pestilence is? A pestilence is a, is a, is a disease. In the Old Testament, pestilence was an animal disease. It was a disease of the animals. Uh, our standing order is, according to the New Living Translation, it says, so be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. So how did this catch us by surprise? Well, we failed to adhere and keep that standing order to watch it. But we also fail to keep and adhere to standing order number two. And what is standing order number two? Standing order number two from Jesus is to pray. We say it all the time. Sometimes people say it in their dismissal prayer. Watch and what? Pray. It just become a benediction. It is not something that people have been, have been practicing. Too many of us are not practicing that admonition to do what? To what? To watch and to pray. So standing order number two is watch and pray. Going back to Mark chapter 13, verse 33, Jesus tells his disciples to take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. King James Version, he says, watch ye and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit truly is willing, but the flesh is weak. Luke chapter 21, verse 3, Jesus also includes the word pray. But he doesn't just admonish the believers to pray, but always pray. He admonishes us to always pray. That means pray at all times. Not simply when things are bad. Not only when we are sick and needy. Not just when we need something. Not when we're faced with problems. Not when we have no money in the bank. But always pray. Pray at what? At all times. Pray when things are good and pray when things are well and pray when you are full and pray when all your needs are met. Pray when everything is going well with you. But we have failed, we failed to do that. The more he blessed us, the less we prayed. The more he blesses us, the less time we have to spend with him. But the standing order is watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, the Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to what? Always what? Always pray and not faint. 
Ephesians 6 and 18 says, praying always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there too with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. Peter got it right when the church was growing, amen, and the business of the church increased, amen, and the widows were complaining because their needs were not being met. They needed more people involved in ministry and the business aspect of the ministry. But Peter stood up and said, we will give ourselves continually. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Standing order number two is that the church should be doing what? Is that the church should be praying what? Always. So standing order number two is that the church should always pray but again, we fail to heed and adhere to standing order number two. Now, I'm not saying there's nobody praying. I'm not saying there's nobody fasting. I'm not saying there's nobody watching. But I'm saying we, I think, have done a poor job as a church, as a whole, in doing what God has asked us to do. Because there should have been widespread warning about this coronavirus. There should have been widespread warning. It should have been all across the television. There should have been a 911 call telling churches everywhere something bad is going to hit the world. Something bad is going to hit the nation. But no, we were caught with our pants down. Okay, what now? Since we have failed to adhere, amen, to those standing orders, amen, issued by Christ that we should watch and that we should always be prayerful. Okay, what now since we got caught by surprise? What now since we got caught with our pants down? Solomon, in his wisdom, made one of the most significant prayers of all times to God because Solomon anticipated that we may fail to do what had been commanded of us. Solomon anticipated that the saints of God may fail. He anticipated that we might not do, amen, according to all God commanded us to do. And so what Solomon does is Solomon postulates. Solomon submits series, a series of hypotheticals to God. Solomon presents a series of suppositions to God. And I'm not going to be long he submits a series of suppositions. And Solomon says in 2 Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 20, Solomon starts out by praying to God and talking to God. And Solomon says to God, Amen. May your eyes be upon, may your eyes be open toward this temple day and night, toward this place. You said you would put your name so that you may hear the prayer. I want you to notice how many times Solomon mentions the word prayer in these series of scriptures. Mm -hmm. He mentions the word prayer, and he mentions the word plea, and plead, and praying so many times. And Solomon says that you may hear the prayer that your servants pray toward this place. Hear the plea of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Can I tell y'all something? There's something about gathering at the house of God. Yes, There's something about keeping the church doors open. Amen. I believe that the church doors should remain open if only one or two people come in every hour and pray. I believe that the church doors should, I may be getting ahead of myself, 
But I heard Jesus said that my house shall be called a house of prayer by all nations. And I don't think that the house of God, the house of prayer should ever be closed because it's indicative, it's representative that we need God. That prayer should be going on all the time. Prayer, men should what? Always pray, pray at all times. It's okay. You can get your social distancing. Amen. You can come in the church two at a time, three at a time, five at a time, ten at a time. One come, ten come this hour, ten come the next hour. Don't close the church down. Let's be creative. Let's be creative. The government, God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. The government said that all essential services, but I don't know about you, but I believe that the church offers an essential service. I don't think the church want to get in this, get in this idea that we have, we can make an arbitrary decision as to whether or not we open up or not. Amen. Souls still need to be saved. People still need to be healed and delivered and set free. And if they go back, I mean, you know, everybody's not on Skype. Everybody's not on Facebook. Everybody don't have that access. Everybody don't know how to do that. So when they go by a church house, the doors ought to be open so they can walk in and pray. We can do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord, help yeah. me now. Amen. So Solomon says, here's what he does. He, he postulates and he says this. Let me go through this. Here's what Solomon says. Solomon says, and I want you to notice the answer, y'all. What am I saying? We just got to get back to the standing orders. We just got to get back to watching and what and praying. Amen. Amen. We don't have to be afraid. Amen. Here's what Solomon says. Solomon says, when a man sins against his neighbor and require and is required to take an oath, and he comes to take an oath before your altar. I hear that. And he comes, amen. You know, it's okay to pray in your home. It's okay to pray on the telephone. It's okay, it's okay to do stuff by Facebook as an alternative. But I don't believe, y'all forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to indict anybody. This is my personal belief and my personal conviction. I don't think anything can take the place of the house of God that we have dedicated to God. God, we dedicated this house to you. Our house is my house, but this is your house. This is a people's house. Jesus was upset one day when people start setting yes. stuff in his house yes. because his house is special. Yes. It was okay to sell it in Jesus' house, uh, but not in the house of God because Jesus said that my house shall be called the house of prayer by what all nations. Uh, yes. So he says, and when they come to take up an oath before your altar in this temple, then may you hear from heaven and at. Verse 24, he says, when your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you and they return to you and confess your name, pray prayer. Yes. Amen. When we get in trouble, we pray. Yes. Somebody yes. said, I go to the rock. Amen. Yes. I go to the rock. Amen. The rock. Somebody said the rock. Jesus yes. is that rock. Yes. When I get in trouble, yes. when I need a friend, yes. I go. Yes. I go to the yes. rock. The rock yes. of my salvation. Yes. yes. So he says when people of Israel are defeated before the enemy because they have sinned 
people. Verse 26, he says, when the skies are shut up and there is no rain, your people have sinned against you and they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them. Then may you hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people. Your people, verse 28 says, when famine or plague Oh, y'all, we're in a plague. Yeah. Yeah. This coronavirus is a plague. Mm -hmm. Don't make any mistake about it. By every definition of the word, it is a plague. Amen. The Bible says, verse 28, chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 28, when famine or plague comes upon the land, or blight or mildew, or locust or grasshopper, or when their enemies besiege them in their cities, Whatever plague, whatever sickness may come, may whatever prayer or petition your people make, each knowing his own afflictions, spreading out his hands toward this temple, be, let them be heard from heaven. Uh, standing order, church. I don't believe that based on this condition of the world, that we should renege on our standing orders. The Marine Corps said in their standing orders, they said, they taught us as Marines, said, I'll take charge of this post, amen, in all governmental property in view. I walk my post in a military manner, keeping always on the alert, observing everything that takes place within sight or hearing. And I will quit my post only when I'm properly yes. relieved. Mm -hmm. If the Marine Corps can say that, then the church yes. needs to say yes. that. Oh, Lord, today. Amen. So he says that. Then he says, as for the foreigner who is not of your people, but has come from a distant land because of your great name, your mighty hand and outstretched arm, when he comes and prays, mm -hmm. when he comes and prays toward this temple, then may you hear from heaven. When your people go to war against their enemies, wherever you send them, and when they pray, are See how many times we don't have time. Oh, yes, maybe we got caught with our pants down, but you know what? We're going to pull them up. Amen. We're going to pull them up. Amen. And we're going to get back to the business of the church. Yes. We're going to get back to the business of the church. Yes. Amen. The business of watching and praying. Why do you think God gave the gifts of the Spirit? Amen. A word of wisdom. Yes. Amen. A word of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Amen. Working of miracles. Gifts of healing. Yes. Prophecy. Yes. Speaking in tongues. Uh, we shouldn't come to church every Sunday and speak in tongues and don't hear a word from yes. God. Yes. Yes. We shouldn't come to church every Sunday and don't hear prophecy. Yes. We shouldn't come to church every Sunday because that's why God came into the church so we can be prepared yes. for such a time as this. Yes. So we can be ready so we won't be caught with our pants down. And the Bible says here, verse 26, amen, verse 20, 32, he says, and as for the foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your great name and your mighty hand and outstretched arm when he comes and prays toward this temple, then you hear from heaven. Verse 34 says, when your people go to war against their enemies, wherever you send them, and when they pray to you in the direction of the city you have chosen and the house I have built, your name, then you hear from heaven their prayer and their plea 
and uphold their call. I'm almost through. And the Bible says, verse number 36, he says, when they sin against you, for there's no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and deliver them to an enemy who takes them as captives to a land far or near. And when they come to their senses, mm. do you hear what he said? Mm -hmm. And when they what when they come, when God's people come to their what? To their senses. When they come to their senses in the land, they were taken and they repent. And then not only repent and they plead with you. And they mm -hmm. plead. It's time to plead, church. Yes. Yes. It's time to plead. It's yes. not time to kowtow. Right. And it's not time to be afraid. Mm -hmm. It's not time for the church to run yes. and to duck and hide. Yes. It's not for it's not time for the doors of the church to be locked. Yes. It's not time for the doors of the church and the house of God to go dark. Because the Bible said we are the salt yes. of the yes. world. And we are the we are the salt of the earth, and we are the light of the world. If the salt has lost its savior, wherewithal shall it be salted? I think we have to keep the salt going. Oh God, I think we gotta keep the light on. Amen. Even Motel Six said we're gonna keep the light on for you. If Motel 6 can keep the light on, the church ought to be able to keep the light on. Amen. I don't care how many folk have to stay in the church. Somebody ought to stay in the church. Yeah, y'all don't hear me now. I said somebody ought to stay in the church. I can't. I just can't imagine the church doors being locked. And I don't know what God is thinking about us. Amen. Amen. I don't think he ever wants us to have his church doors locked. Then he says we have sinned and done wrong. They have acted wickedly, and when they turn to you with all their heart and soul in the land of the enemies who took them captive, uh, when they pray in the direction of that land, uh, you gave to their fathers the city you have chosen that I have built. In other words, when they pray, God, when they pray, Lord, then will you hear from heaven, God, God, will you hear from heaven? Then he says, now my God, my God, my, my God, may your eyes May your eyes be open and your ears be attentive yeah. uh, mm -hmm. to the prayer offered yeah. in this place. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I believe Israel placed some value on the house of God. Yeah. Uh, Solomon placed value on the house of God. Uh, and Solomon said, when prayers go up in this place, yeah. Uh, yeah. then I want you to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Mm -hmm. So we can't close the house of God no matter what. We got to find a way to keep it open. The government told us all essential services and all essential businesses should be, should remain open. That's what the, that's what the government said. The government said all essential services and all essential businesses Amen. If the church is not essential, why have we been doing this all these years? If the church is not essential, why do we have folks coming to church on Monday and, and Wednesday night Bible study and Sunday morning Sunday school? Why are we having revivals and prayer meetings if the church, uh, oh God, if the church is not an essential business, somebody tell me something, man. I think we are an essential business, of it. and I believe we'll file, we we fit into that category that we should remain open. Oh, Lord, help me down. The church is an essential business. Amen. Not only is the church an essential business, uh, but, amen, we as a people, prayer is an 
that essential service. Yeah. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. I said prayer is what? Prayer is or what? Prayer is an essential service. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Yeah. How many of y'all believe that today? That prayer, amen, is a, a, amen, an essential service. That means prayer has to keep going. And in order for prayer to keep going, that means the church needs to stay open. I know what folks are saying, Mom, Pastor, we have Facebook. Facebook can shut you down whenever they get ready. Yeah. Facebook can shut you down in a minute. Amen. We have Twitter and we have all these different, oh God, electronic uh, situations and, and opportunities. But God did not mean for our electronic church to take place. Amen. Of the real church. Are y'all listening to me? I said, God ne never meant for the electronic church to take place. Amen. Of a live church. Y'all hear me? Amen. So after Solomon got through praying, hey. Amen. And God had heard Solomon's prayer. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. After God had heard Solomon's prayer, God decided to respond yes. to Solomon. Huh? And here's what God said to Solomon. Solomon, I heard your prayer. Yes. Huh? And uh, my response is that if my people, yes. that's what yes. Solomon said. Huh? Uh, yes. Solomon said, if my people are yes. not the world, um, let the world do what they are doing. Amen. Yes. But God is calling on who? God is calling on his people. Yes. Huh? I don't know about you, but I still believe that. Yes. Huh? I still believe that no matter what happens in the world, huh, that if God's yes. people, the Bible yes. said, if my people, I don't know. I don't think God said, if certain things happen, this won't work. Huh? Yes. Amen. If certain things come up on the world, run and hide. Huh? Yes. If certain things come up on the world, close the church down. Huh? If certain things come up on the world, if there's a plague like the COVID-19 or there's a coronavirus or there's some yeah. other kind of plague, I, I don't believe the admonition of God is for the church to shut down. But I believe the admonition of God, especially those men and women who are leaders in the church, amen, especially those of us who are preachers and especially those of us who are missionaries, Especially those of us who are deacons and those of us who are prayer warriors. Huh? Somebody said when the tough get going, the going gets tough. Huh? Uh, and, and so it's not time to quit, but it's time to get down on our knees and start crying out to God. Huh? I don't know about you, but I, I think it's prayer time. Huh? I said it's prayer time. So God said in my people, which are called by my name, huh? and then first of all, would armor themselves. Huh? Not only just armor yourself, huh? You see, the thing about arming ourselves, how we armor ourselves, huh? One of the most significant ways of arming ourselves is by fasting, huh? Fasting was a way of the church arming themselves, huh? Putting away their food and putting away the water, huh? As down in the Old Testament, they went down in sackcloth and ashes, huh? Uh, they went away and they went and bowed down in the sackcloth and put on crocus sack, huh? made themselves very uncomfortable, huh? got outside of their comfortable houses, huh? got outside of their bed. Huh? It's time for the church to go back. Huh? Somebody says, Zion, oh, Zion, what's the matter now? Huh? Because you don't pray like you used to pray. Huh? Oh, Zion, what's the matter now? Huh? 
You don't fast like you used to fast. Huh? It's time for the church to get back to fasting huh? and get back to praying huh? because God is real. Huh? The Holy Ghost is real. Huh? We're not playing church. So what is the real solution? Yes, we take advantage of all the medical signs. Yes, we follow the direction of our government and our leaders. Yes, we do that. Yes, we take every precaution. We do that. We do all of the things that people recommend that we do. We're not, we're not rebellious, but we still have to maintain that spiritual component. We have to maintain that spiritual component. Amen. Someone said because it's in him that we work. We move, we live, and we work. We have our being. Amen. You know, I heard that over in certain parts of Italy, amen, they decided that they have to determine, amen, if you got an 80-year-old person, amen, who has the virus, and you got younger folks who have the virus, who are you going to choose? You got to choose between the 80-some-year-old and the younger person. No, we don't want government or anybody else having that kind of authority over our lives. So just let me say, God says, my people, which are called by my name, and that's all of us, individually and collectively, individually and collectively, if my people, which are called by my name, will arm themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from my wicked ways, God said he would hear from heaven. He would forgive our sin, and he would do well, and he would heal our man. Amen. How many of you believe that?